Hello, and welcome to the Fantastic Comic Fan Podcast. I am your host, R.T. Fleming. I'm here to help you find your next digital pick from the golden age to the present. Since I was a kid, I have been reading comics, and I have never lost my love of comic books. I try to pass on that excitement for comic books to others, always looking for that next fantastic read, or discovering an old favorite. It's Monday, July 25th, 2022, and this is episode 54 of the Fantastic Comic Fan Podcast. I'm R.T. Fleming, and before I go into today's podcast, I wanted to give you an update on the status of this podcast. The summer came with a fantastic new real-life job, which I'm extremely happy with and have no complaints about with the job. However, a couple of weeks into the job, it went from a four-day, 40-hour work week to a five-day and around 55 hours a week job. The scenario was pretty much my life from mid-June until the end of July. Such a schedule made it difficult to do real-life things, let alone run a podcast. However, I did put out one or two episodes through it all week, which was admittedly challenging. I have a couple more weeks of light podcast schedule, and then I hope to ramp things up to about four episodes a week. The plan always has been about five episodes a week. I think this remains doable because the podcast is a short-form podcast. Most guest spots tend to be under 30 minutes. When I'm doing a solo episode, it's about 15 to 20 minutes. Now, in September, I'll be celebrating the first anniversary of the podcast. My goal has always been to help you find your next digital comic book pick, whether something new or discovering an old favorite. Along the way, I started doing interviews and featuring a lot of small indie publishers. Also, I've covered a lot of Kickstarter comic book campaigns, like the one in today's podcast. It's Ryder. This is the second time around Ryder creator Michael Katz has been on the show. Please look at the show, look for a link to the episode they appeared last time, which is episode 32. Do listen to it. Because we don't repeat both episodes with the information in them. So in a way, I'd like to see both episodes as part one and part two of my chat with Michael. Before I go off, I want to do a shout out to another Kickstarter campaign, which you'll also find a link in the show notes. Key Tampaign has about 10 days left on his campaign, and I couldn't get him on the podcast in time. The story revolves around a female superhero named Daybreak. In fact, she's the world's greatest hero. Now enter Doc Matter, because every great hero needs a great baddie. Both of them are strange visitors from a mysterious, faraway planet. One light, one dark. Mere opposites of one another locked in a never-ending battle. And, well, check it out. I think it's a fantastic project, and I hope to have Keith on the next time around for the podcast. As always, please review, rate the podcast, suggest it to other comic fans, look at the show notes, and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and other social media. The more listeners who tune in, the more who can support a great Kickstarter campaign like the one featured in this episode. And I also want to hear from you the good, the not-so-good things about the podcast, what you like, don't like, and suggestions with the cover. You are free to message me on Instagram, Twitter, or email me at fantasticcomicfan, all one word, at gmail.com. Now, on to the show. 
Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have another recurring guest. His name is Michael Katz. He was back on episode 33, which we put out in May, which we talked about his Kickstarter for Riot Earp. Now, what's been going on in your life since then, Michael, since that last time you were on? What's been going on comic-wise, whatever? Comic-wise, the Riot Earp is still going on. You know, the first Kickstarter was pretty successful, and uh, it took a little longer to get the book uh, in print than I'd hoped, but I got everything fulfilled. Uh, got all the uh, all the commissions out the door uh, yesterday, actually. <laughs> yeah, we got uh, part of our pledge packages. We got some original commission art by uh, uh, Fred Bennis and uh, like, you know that had to come from Brazil. Uh, that's where he's located. Uh, so that went great. My company started all in media. Uh, you know, we don't do just comics. We do, uh, I mean, it's been around since 2002. We've been doing prose projects. I've got, uh, I just released a biography that I co-wrote with one of the first Black Navy SEALs. Very it's, impressive. That's yeah, very cool. Congratulations. Yeah, on thanks. It. It's, it's called Seriously. Shadow SEAL. Uh, it's available on Amazon you know, right now, and I'm pretty happy with it. I will make sure we also provide a link for that book when we're okay. done with everything and do this off. You're doing another Kickstarter for Riot Herb. What's the second Kickstarter all about? It's just a, it's a continuation of the series. And like before, it's, it's going to be a complete story. Uh, so you don't have to wait to have a, a continuation to find out what happened. Uh, I had originally, you know, started the book as a, as a monthly, but I, I couldn't get picked up by a publisher. I had one that was actually interested, but they could only guarantee digital distribution. And I didn't want to do that. I wanted to get in print as soon as possible. So what I've been doing is combining chapters into complete stories and releasing them on Kickstarter. Gotcha. And so, for, so the first writer was actually two comics, you know, double size, and the second one is two comics, double size story. Right now, we're still working on a number three. Number three is going to be released on Kickstarter later this year. What's the price point on the uh, comic book itself? Once the Kickstarter gets done, what's the price point? The print version is only ten dollars for a. You know, again, it's double size plus, you know, bonus materials and it's, it's high quality paper as well. So I'm, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not making a whole lot of money on these, on these books. Uh, I'm just, and all the money's going back into continuing Riot Earp and some other projects I've been working on. Uh, and digital is $6. The first issue I noticed, and I, I was going through both issues is dedicated to the Eugene and Marie Louise Jackson. Who are they? I'm just kind of curious. I actually pay attention to those little things and I'm like, hmm, what is all that about? Okay. My business partner, Jeff Jackson, uh, we've known each other since fourth grade. So we're talking over 40 years. We've wow. been best friends and uh, they were his parents. Uh, you know, they both passed away at different times. I mean, I grew up, you know, in part in his household. And, you know, where you say brother of another mother, well, yeah, we, we really meant it, yeah, growing up. And they were both very 
charitable people. Um, they were successful business-wise and they created a bunch of charities and my buddy Jeff and his sister have uh, have continued these charities and created charities of their own. And I just wanted to give a, a shout out to them and the, and the, you know, the good souls that they were. That's cool. And to have a, to have a friendship that lasted that long, that's, that's quite unique in today's world. And that's, mm. you see, that's one of the things I like to do is when I have people on, I just don't want to talk about their projects. I actually want to talk about the person like you, Michael, because okay. I really think is a, an idea of, of how you create the stuff and tells a little bit your backstory influences what you write. And that's what I'm trying to do a little bit more. Now for this second issue, it appears you still have the same creative team going on. And how did you assemble this particular creative team? And also is the Ron Mars as the editor, the Ron Mars that we all know about? Yes. Years ago, I was, or my company started all and was approached by a, a, a small comic book, I guess, talent agency. I want to you know, give a shout out to Charles Selner, who's now with Outrider Publications. And, you know, they do a, a lot of Kickstarters too. And we did a, a prose anthology. And then we did some comic anthologies based on the Deadlands uh, comic book. And uh, Ron did the editing and wrote one of the stories in the Deadlands miniseries. Is the, excuse and, me, is the Deadlands even available in print anymore? Uh, it, it is. Like I said, um, it, it it was just very successfully funded on Kickstarter a couple months ago. Um, you could probably get the uh, the original anthology still on on Amazon. I would presume. But uh, yeah, if, if not, you know, it's, it's, it's out there now from Outrider. I know that they're, uh, they're still going and they got more projects in the works. When the time came to do Riot Earp and the idea, you know, was originally, you know, my partner Jeff's, you know, he wanted to do a comic book. And I said, okay, well, we worked on something. And he said, why don't you approach Ron Mars and see if he want to be the editor so we know that, you know, we're doing the right thing and that we're in the right ballpark. And I reach out to Ron and he was, you know, thumbs up, available and happy to help. So he's doing the whole editing for pretty much the whole series going forward? Not only that, but he's also writing issue three. Issue three was planned to be a, a special, like an annual. Okay. So it's being written by Ron and drawn by Daryl Banks. Who is Daryl Banks? Uh, if you recall the, the Kyle Rayner run of Green Lantern? Yes. That was Daryl. You know, Ron and Daryl created Kyle Rayner. I actually just recently read the Kyle Rayner Green Lantern in the, this year. In the last few <laughs> months, I've been reading the whole Green Lantern run. And that's actually a really good Green Lantern run, by the way. For, yeah, that's terrific. Know, you know, a lot of fans get focused on the comic books that come out here and now and don't realize there are some really great runs that still stand up, mm -hmm. like Ron Mars's Kyle Rayner Green Lantern from the, I think, the early 90s. People are like, oh, wow, that was decades ago. No, that's actually some really good story stuff. And he also did the girlfriend storyline too, didn't he? Was that under his watch where he killed off the girlfriend? 
that was probably the, the second issue of the Kyle Rayner series. Yeah, so that's actually one. something that now is a trope that's actually women in refrigerators. Yes, exactly. So fans have not ever read that comic book series. <laughs> they really need to check it out. And Fred Baines, he is in. You said Argentina, Darryl correct? Baines. Uh, Fred Bennis. Bennis, I'm sorry. Fred Bennis is in Brazil. Yeah. Brazil. Um, does, he, does he does he speak English? Yes. Okay. Yeah, he is the younger brother of artist Ed Bennis. That's right. I remember that now. Yeah, who's, we we who's talked about a lot of, some of this. Yeah, and, and he's done a lot of work for DC, including Justice League. I had actually approached, you know, I was shopping for an artist, and I was really just going through social media sites and trying to find some some artists that, that I thought might fit the bill. And I found someone else at uh, at the Ed Bennett studio and they weren't available, but the guy running the studio said, how about Fred Bennis? And I looked at his artwork and I was like, oh, this is, this is perfect. You know, this would be great for, for the writer project. And, and it has been, he, you know, he does terrific work. And I pretty much, you know, I just tell him, uh, you know, here's what to draw. And he draws it perfectly right off the bat. Now, there's, I can't find the the, uh, the thing right now. Who does the lettering? Isn't that that a company that you uh, hired to do the lettering? I forget the name of it. Yeah, it's called a, a Better World. Yeah, uh, Dave Lanfear. Uh, yeah, Dave Lanfear. Comics is a small community, and Ron put me in touch with them. Dave Lanfear and Troy Pelteri. They've worked for all the all the big companies and, and a lot of small ones too. Okay. And yeah, I, I wanted to. to to make sure that the the lettering was just as as polished and professional as every other aspect of the book. Yeah, there's so much competition these days in Kickstarter that you have to stand out. Before we go back into Riot Earp, you mentioned a little bit before, tell the listeners a little bit more about Strider and Nolan Media that's been going on for over two decades now. It started out 2002. We did some nonfiction. I worked with... Uh, an author, Jonathan Mayberry, who uh, went on to be very successful. Yeah, he's a, a Stephen King type of, of creator. He does a lot of horror and action. And um, if you saw the Netflix show V Wars, that was him. Oh, that sounds um, familiar. Yes, V Wars is a great Netflix show. I wish it was renewed for a second season, but it didn't get renewed. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah. I, I've worked with some other you know, terrific writers over the years, a couple who went on to be bestsellers, a couple who went on to, to win prizes, a couple who went on to sign with, you know, bigger and better companies. So I, I know I, I, I've got the chops. I just... So, but why did you start that, of all things? I mean, why? I've always wanted to create. You know, that's the thing. I've, you know, I've been write, reading comics since I was seven. I've always wanted to write and create you know, comics and, um, and prose, I, I think is actually easier because, you know, you just sit and, and type, you don't have to pay other people to put your dream into reality. But it started out with me thinking about putting other people's stuff on paper. And then the time came, I had a great idea for a book. And I thought I would, you know, feed the idea to one of the writers I knew and let them run with it. And then people say, well, why don't you write it yourself? And, and, I, and I did. I knew a screenwriter who read the drafts and, uh, and gave me tips. 
and said I, I was doing good work. So I, I, I kept at it because if he'd said give up, I, I would have. <laughs> yeah. And if I had more free time during the day, you know, I'd be doing more writing. Uh, I mean, during the day, I'm a lawyer and a father and, you know, I don't really sleep anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go back to uh, Ryan Earp. And you have a likeness credit in there to Dule Hill. Who's that? Okay. Issue, well, technically, you know, the second Kickstarter is issues three and four. So issue three, I have Dule Hill. Issue four, I have Dule and James Rode Rodriguez. They are the stars of the TV series Psych, which lasted for five seasons and then has had a, a few movies and is going to be having more movies and um they've gone on to other things uh Dulé plays the father in the new iteration of the wonder years on abc uh it's like it's just one of my all-time favorite tv shows and and i hope that by getting their likenesses connected to the project i would tap into a whole new market for the comic book it, it wasn't easy to get their likenesses um you know, what I'm doing is, you know, I, I contributed to their favorite charities and a portion of proceeds for this book are going to go to their charities too. But they've been super great and super helpful and super supportive. As I was going through this, you have the characters are also well-defined and I actually i am falling in love with the characters as I'm reading through the issues again. But you also got a lot of world building going on right through the, in the background. And it's not overwhelming. It's not like, Ben Stein world let's go okay here's the future and this is what we're talking about but you actually got a nice done backstory how did your world building come about how did you come about with this whole fictional backstory the the world actually came first you know I started the project maybe two years ago around the time of the last presidential election and you know part of me was thinking like Maybe it's time to end the, the experiment that is the United States of America because we're not united anymore. And, and I thought, well, what would happen if we did that? And in Riot Earp, the, the country is divided into four provinces. Two are run uh, by the Democratic Party. Two are run by the Republican Party. And uh, I just you know kept coming up with ideas. You know, the, the main idea is that, you know, no matter what, you wish for you're never going to be happy if you get everything and then i created the character riot Earp as someone who could have adventures that take him into different states different provinces and be exposed to uh, what things would be like in the year 2055 which is uh far enough to have some futuristic aspects but not too far yeah i wanted it to be kind of like like robocop sci-fi but for the most part, it's very grounded in the same reality we live in today. The actual world building came out first, and then you put the characters into it. Is that correct? Yes. For the most part. And are any of the main characters like named or modeled after other people? Like I noticed Josephine Diaz is a blonde who kind of reminds me a little bit of Cameron Diaz in her younger oh. age. And I was just wondering if that was intentional or no. No, no. Um, actually, actually, she was modeled after the actress Olga Korolenko. Okay. Who's, yeah, she was in James Bond and some other movies. Um, but uh, no, nah, nobody's 
model after anybody. Um, Ryan Earp is not supposed to be me. He's not a Mary Sue character. <laughs> yeah, I compare him to a young Han Solo, I guess, where he's a uh, he's a great ladies man, but you know he's more more bluff than anything. Uh, you know, he he gets stuff wrong. I didn't want him to be the kind of hero. That's always that, perfect. Exactly. Yeah, I I mean I love the Jack Reacher novels, but I didn't want to write a Jack Reacher series myself. I wanted to. He's more like like Will Eisner's The Spirit, where he gets his butt handed to him, but keeps going and comes back and succeeds. So this second issue is a combination of basically two issues. It actually would have been a two-part story. Right. Do you prefer to do like single issue stories or like the two-part that you have here? Well, w- when I first started the, the Ryder series, I, I thought... If this does get published on a monthly basis, I don't want to have long, multi-part stories. I don't want to have people, you know, who don't know who I am thinking, why should I wait six issues uh, for a a complete story from this guy I've never heard of? So I thought at the very least, I would do two-parters. And then as the series progresses, I would extend that to maybe four-parters. But, you know, so far, you know, I've plot, I've actually scripted out 14 issues of Riot Earp. And the longest story I have so far is, is a single four-parter. Do you think there might be some kind of other spinoffs based in this world long term? Because well, it's not just, I mean, because it's, it's a very rich world itself for a world building. But the characters are also very unique that you can actually take the various characters and go all over with them. Well, actually, in the the writer special, which will be the next one to be released, um, where Ron and Daryl are doing a forty page story, and then I have an eight page backup I wrote uh, with Fred Bennis doing the art, which shows a, a, a solo story about the character Bill, who's okay. the, the the little man in the, in the in the series. I like Bill, and mm. I like how your main character Ryan Ryder treats him like he wants to be treated, you know, because mm-hmm. everybody else calls him little. And right at the back, he's like, oh, you didn't call me little Bill. And I'm like, well, that's kind of a a, a cool, because he's um, a little little guy, you know, and that was a unique choice. And I I like the dynamic between him and the other, and, and Ryan. All the characters got some really unique interaction between them. They're a very fun group. And I can't really say any of them are supporting characters. Because it seems like you're doing more of an ensemble approach to the cast. Am I correct in that? Yeah. Um, as the series goes on, you'll see a lot more of Bill and Josie and Peg, and you'll get more into their background. So, you know, knock on wood, the series, you know, is, you know, continues to be successful. So I can keep putting the book out because I want to delve into these characters in addition to Ryan or. Is there any other projects before we go on to anything else? Is there any other projects you want to talk about coming up just briefly or anything that you got going on? Yeah, well, I'm about 70% through a double-sized one-shot horror story, art by Daryl Banks. Okay. Um, It's come along great. And I have a five-issue miniseries, a superhero book, art by uh, Neto Diaz, Keith Champagne, Jack Herbert, 
and three to five pages per per issue are being drawn by Kevin McGuire. I know who Kevin is. <laughs> yeah, the uh, Justice League. Yeah, Justice the League, A's. and that's a, a people get who don't know who Kevin McGuire is. You really need to Google him and check out that Justice League run from the mid '80s. That was a great run. Do you plan on publishing these yourself, or do you have something else maybe lined up? Well, I well, you have, don't know yet. Yeah, I don't know yet. Um, some of the guys that I work with, you say you should, uh, you know, shop this around to some of the companies, especially with uh, Kevin McGuire's being attached, attached to, it. to it. Maybe a company sees the project and wants to reprint it. Maybe Hollywood likes it and comes knocking. Yeah, you know. Well, Riot Earp actually has uh, has the ingredients that actually would make a good project. It really does. I'm going to veer off topic for a minute. Do you currently read any comic books? I mean, are you actually a comic book reader currently? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, What do you What do you suggest to somebody, even new, whatever? I find that indie books are much better than the big two these days. You know, I I like. I mean, I don't like to jump on bandwagons, but Radiant Black is a really good book. Uh, Someone's Killing the Children is a good book. Um, there are some Kickstarters out there. He Champagne's Daybreak, uh, and he also did a book called Microscopic. They're really good. Charlie Stickney. Let's see, there's uh, Spider Squirrel. There's Daniel Calvin's. I'm forgetting the, the name of his book, but uh, just search for Daniel on Twitter. It's a uh, it's about a, a Jewish superhero in the early 1900s who gets his powers from Thomas Edison. That's actually um, very unique. Yeah. Comic. I'm, yeah. I, I want to say this. I think it's American Dreams. I'm not sure, but I think it's American Dreams. Okay. Michael, before we wrap this up, is there anything else you want to add to closing comments since you have the last word here not that i can think of i mean I just, obviously i'd appreciate all the support i can get for the riot herb series you know if you're a fan of the psych tv show come check it out um it'll give you a little uh, thrill to see these guys likenesses in the book all throughout the entire book uh and then stay you know posted for uh, for issue three with uh with ron mars and daryl banks that's going to be a great one too and uh, just keep an eye out for my other projects as well. I got a lot of uh, irons in the fire. And I will have you uh, back again to talk about those projects. Your Kickstarter is running for how right. long now? Until when? Uh, till August uh, 11th, I think. Okay. So this is going out this coming week and the last week of July. Mm-hmm. Michael, thank you again coming on, talking about your Kickstarter campaign. Again, we'll have you on to talk about your next projects. Thanks for joining me. Hey, thanks for having me, Ron. Well, that's it for today's podcast. Again, I would love to hear from you, fantastic comic fan at gmail.com. Remember, new episodes every Wednesday. Thanks so much for listening to this episode, and I hope to see you next time.